Ladies and gentlemen, it's time to lock on to your favorite college and NFL prospects powered by the brand that you come to know and trust, Destination Debbie. Welcome to the Elite Seekers Fantasy Football Podcast. Now introducing our host, the creator of the Elite Seekers Podcast. He goes by the name of Ben Eby. You can find him on all social media platforms at the Ben Eby. You ready to take flight? We locked on, ladies and gentlemen. Smash that subscribe button. Let's get them trophies brought back to the hotel. Here we go. What's going on, Elite Seekers? Episode 29 is here. We are midway through July and having a ton of fun because this time of year, if you are a college football fan, it really gives you an opportunity to just hear all the news and the possibilities of what your team could be due to these amazing prospects that may or may not commit to your favorite college. That's what it's all about. We are here to help you figure out where your favorite athlete's going to go and what they're going to do when they get there. That's the fun of it. And, uh, you know, we're going to continue to gather this information. We have some great players to talk about this week, Um, especially excited as we really watch this college football recruiting landscape evolve with the uh, NIL out there now, which is something that I think is really going to level the playing field in a lot of ways and maybe bolster some of those stronger universities. Uh, that are already able to get a lot of these top recruits with no problem. So it's going to be interesting. We're going to continue to monitor it. I think it's a great opportunity for athletes in general as they can now make money on their name. And that's important because we know how much these universities are making from the major college sports. So it just uh, really, really supports leveling the playing field that way. And, uh, you know, giving these athletes and, and potential college prospects Something that, you know, I think they earn and they put in the hard work and time for. So uh, no matter which side of the fence you are for this one, I do believe it's, it's a great opportunity and we'll probably see it evolve. This is going to be year one. So there'll be a lot of changes and learning that goes on and, and we'll see. You just hope it's always in the best interest of the athletes. But that has been the challenge all along. Before, when you were at high school, college prospect, trying to figure out which university was going to be the best fit for you, things like. How is the you know, vibe on campus? What does the academic situation look like? How does it set me up for life after football? Or does it help me develop to the point where I will have a chance to make the NFL? These are questions that you know, have always gone across for, for these athletes. But now they have to add in. Am I able to support my family? Can I support myself? Am I able to make a good financial decision when choosing these colleges? And that just adds a whole nother dynamic compared to what we're used to and what these athletes are used to. So just put yourself in their shoes for a minute and imagine some of the things that you would be trying to decide uh, when you're figuring this out. So very, very interesting stuff across the board. I hope you've been reading up on it. Uh, We might even look at doing an episode just to put out more of the details as uh, some of these contracts come in and, and, you know, how they really help out or don't help out your favorite colleges. I think that'll be an important one. I think uh, that's something that I've been getting questions on along the way uh, via Twitter and whatnot. So I will see what we can do about putting uh, something together when we have a little bit more information as to some of these contracts that athletes are signing with uh, different companies for advertisement purposes and and how they're able to make a little bit of extra money and how that might affect their decision on what schools they're choosing uh, in the future and potentially how long they choose to stay in college as well. Because you think about it, a lot of these guys. 
and girls are going to be really looking at school and deciding if they want to leave early or have an opportunity to leave for the pros early. And if they if they don't have to due to money reasons, does that make them want to stay and finish out the degree? It's a very, very valid question. I think something we're going to we're going to learn over the next couple of years. It will create a lot of turmoil, a lot of uh, great chances for these athletes to make a good decision for themselves and their families. So I'm happy to see it again. And uh, we'll talk about today some athletes that are really narrowing down who they're going to play for. And that's exciting. You know, I think as a college fan, you, you listen to who potentially could come to your school. You know, you hear about these top five, top seven lists. Are we in it? Are we not in it? And then you hear about, hey, you know, we're in this list, but do we really have a shot to bring this player on board and become a part of our university and our program? That's what you hope for. And that's what I'm here to help you figure out. And as we do that, we'll also project how we think they could develop depending what school they go to and, and if they have a shot at the NFL in this case. So you love it. It's going to be fun. Some big time prospects that I really love in this one. So, hey, without further ado, let's get right into episode 29 and get the party started. First up, I want to talk about an athlete that has been turning heads in California, starting with the opening invite, and it has just been a, a fun one since then. Uh, it really just an impressive sophomore season. That is athlete Jurion Dickey out of Valley Christian High School in San Jose, California. This guy is part of the class of 2023, and he does not look like a kid that just finished up his sophomore season in high school. It's unbelievable how big he already looks. He is six foot two, 210 pounds, and he's getting recruited big time as a wide receiver. He does play some safety as well, but it's really looking like it's going to be the offensive side of the ball that we see him on. Jerion is special, man. He really reminds me of a AJ Brown type receiver. Now I know that's a high, high ceiling, but that's what we're looking for here. He is a guy that already has the frame to become that AJ Brown type guy. He's also an inch taller. He could easily bulk up to the 200 to 225 pound mark with just pure muscle. And he moves really well for his size. He does a great job getting in and out of his breaks. I love watching him on the comeback routes as he just creates a great amount of separation. You don't see him burn guys over the top too often unless it's due to route running, which is totally good by play design. Happy with that. He's not going to beat you with just pure speed, though, although he has good speed. Um, but when he gets the ball in his hands, he just has a great ability to make guys miss and this just pure power um, to rip away from arm tackles. So he is a big time yards after catch type player. And, uh, you know, you love to see as well as he did at safety. You love to see these schools coming after him for that wide receiver position. He just recently got an offer from Oregon following up on the UCLA offer that he received. And uh, the Pac-12 is coming after him hard. It really seems like he wants to stay uh, somewhere here out west, just how things are going right now. And it seems like he's putting those vibes out there in the interviews. But, hey, things can change, especially when we're talking about a kid in the high school class of 2023. So he's got a couple years to go. But he is somebody that should absolutely be on all radars. Um, you're going to probably see him pop up on all these events. 24-7 Sports currently has him rated as a .9561 on their composite score, and he's rated as the 12th overall athlete, 7th prospect overall in California, and number 96 nationally. I do think he's someone that could just really fly onto the scene and 
start to move up these boards and become a top 50 national player, um, especially if we see him sort of, uh, you know, lean to that wide receiver position and, and just really dig in and continue to build on his skill set there. But man, Valley Christian has a special player, a guy that I think uh, shows all the traits to be an elite talent at the at the next level in college and then eventually, uh, you know, projects well for the pros if things go well. If he ends up at Oregon, that would be special for them. They've been adding a lot of big-time wide receiver recruits that I like. Um, and I think once they get going and put on that uh, you know, national show that they have done in the past, you're really going to see more guys want to play there. You have the Nike opportunity as well uh, as far as sponsorship goes with the NIL. So again, we're already going to see that, I think, make an impact. But Jurion Dickey is somebody that is got to be on your radar. And I think we'll eventually see him transition to that wide receiver tag rather than the athlete tag. Now, this is a big name that we have talked about before on Elite Seekers, and we are going to bring up class of 2022 tight end and number one overall tight end, Jaleel Skinner. Six foot five, 210 pounds with a frame to pack on muscle and just a big time, big time athlete slash mismatch. He has been playing wide receiver in high school and that's that's what he's listed at. But he will be playing tight end in college. We know that already. Um, And he just narrowed it down to his top five. So very, very exciting news. Jaleel has made his list down to Florida State, Texas. Alabama, Miami, and Clemson. That's crazy. We don't know where he's going to go, although it's really, really important to say um, he loves Florida State and the chances of him ending up there, um, you know, is very likely. It really is likely. He is a guy that could be the next elite tight end, um, and that's what you love to see. Now, As much as we think Florida State is a big time possibility, as Jaleel has called them his dream school, um, you can't really, you know, pass on these other colleges as well. He's talked a lot about Alabama and and their ability to build national championship teams. And that's what he wants to be a part of. Texas, obviously, Coach Sark is over there from Alabama, and he's talked up how people were surprised that he has Texas on his top five. So. We are going to see somebody that is going to shake up the college football landscape across the board. I mean, Jaleel is that Kyle Pitts type dude. I hate to say it. You know, I know the hype's there and everything with Kyle Pitts right now. And he is a hell of a player playing for the Atlanta Falcons now. But Jaleel is a dude that compares to that. He's a dude that 24-7 sports compares to Jared Cook. I I can see that. He's got that long, slender frame. Essentially, he's a giant wide receiver out there. He is a big-time mismatch when it comes to catch radius. There's not a better catch radius out there. It's just not not happening. Um, And his wingspan that helps that is over 80 inches. I mean, you are talking about a guy that is way too fast for linebackers and way too big for any cornerback, and that is what uh, it seems like we're all about these days when we're looking for those elite tight ends. So I'm going to do whatever I can to be sure that Jaleel ends up on my teams if I'm playing in Debbie, if I'm playing in, in campus to Canton type leagues. Um, he is a big time, big time recruit, and I'm excited to see where he goes. He's out of Greer High School in Greer, South Carolina. Um, you know, just just a mismatch. And 
he will be a star. I'm not going to say he could be a star. He will be a star at the next level, uh, has a track background even for his size. And, you know, blocking, he's actually not that bad technique-wise, but we don't even care about blocking here. We're looking for the guy that's lined up in the slot and lines up outside and just can move all over the field to become that ultimate weapon for his team. He will make any college football team that much better, and you hope he gets paired up with a big-time quarterback. So I would love to see him end up in an offense with Sark. Uh, I'd love to see him at Alabama. I hope he doesn't choose Florida State, but, hey, I'm not knocking it. We'll see what happens there. Um, I think anybody that gets him is going to feed him the rock. He easily will bulk up to that 225, 230 mark, uh, probably pretty soon in his college career. He has the frame for us. I'm not worried about that, but this guy takes advantage of, of weak defenders. He takes advantage of slower defenders. He just is out there bullying guys. So I'm excited. I think you probably hear that in my voice a little bit, but you got to pay attention to this guy. If he's going to your college, if he ends up at your school, go get that jersey. Figure out what number he's going to be and rock the Jaleel Skinner jersey. You will not be disappointed. Let's go, Jaleel. Let us know where you're going to end up. All right. This is a special, special player that we are going to talk about. He just let us know he will be making his verbal commitment. On July 18th, that's this coming Sunday. So if you have not heard of Malachi Nelson, the six foot 380 pound quarterback out of Los Alamitos, California, please, please listen to this one. He is part of the class of 2023 and is coming off of massive playing time as a freshman and sophomore. Just really blew us out of the water. As a freshman, he struggled a little bit, but was still able to put up numbers. Attempting 148 passes in 2019, 64 were completed, so pretty low completion percentage. But again, we're talking about a ninth grade kid starting in high school football. He put up 883 yards there, eight passing touchdowns to five interceptions, another 109 rushing yards on the ground. And then came the big time jump for him only as a sophomore in high school in 2020 in limited time due to COVID season. He attempted 115 passes completing. Get this 85 of those for almost a 74 percent completion percentage as a sophomore people. Crazy, crazy. 1,500 passing yards, 23 passing touchdowns to only four interceptions, 49 rushing yards and a touchdown on the ground. This kid has wheels. I'm telling you, Malachi can run. But what you love to see as a young quarterback and kudos to his coaching staff there at Los Alamitos, he's not out there to run. He's out there to show what he can do through the air. And when you watch his throwing motion, I am so excited. That is what I'm most pumped about. He just has that natural like flick of the wrist, let it go, and it just it just turns into a frozen rope with touch. It's crazy what Malachi can do at such a young age. I'm telling you, you know, he's already rated very, very highly coming in as the current number two QB in the class with a 99.76 composite score from 24-7 sports. He is the number one overall recruit out of California, number five overall nationally, regardless of position. And this kid is just dynamite, man. I'm telling you, we got the Justin Fields slash Trey Lance type of dude right here. This guy has that swagger at a young age of a Patrick Mahomes where he just trusts his arm. His ceiling is elite. Now, 
July 18th, we mentioned this coming Sunday, he will be telling us what school he's going to attend, and he narrowed it down to a final seven. Those final seven are Alabama, Florida State, LSU, Notre Dame, Ohio State, Oklahoma, and the close-to-hometown USC. Now, growing up, it sounded like it was going to be USC. No issues there. Going to go to the hometown school. Obviously, that's a dream as a kid. He really likes them, and they are a potential safe team to pick. But I don't think this kid is about being safe. I think he's about going out there, winning big, finding ways to be special. And he has a great relationship with Oklahoma coach Lincoln Riley, where he spent two full days with him. He was able to take his family on their annual barbecue trip at Oklahoma. He was the only quarterback recruit there. That tells you something, regardless of class. It really lines up well for him, if you think about it. You got Caleb Williams coming in, who I've touted big times on Elite Seekers. He is a guy that I highly believe in, and I think is going to go there and do damage after Spencer Rattler. Caleb Williams is a competitor. You love to see someone like Malachi Nelson potentially coming in behind him. So if he ends up at Oklahoma with that gap, that two-year gap, that's perfect timing. You get to sit for one year behind Caleb, and then you get to come in and take over. Oh, my goodness. It's going to be crazy. I'm telling you, if he chooses Oklahoma, which is what people are thinking out there right now, it is going to be scary, and the Sooners are going to just continue to string along these great high, high ceiling quarterbacks with your Rattler, your Caleb Williams. Is Malachi next? I think so. I really, really do. And they got some great recruits coming in for the wide receiver position as well. So they're just going to be loaded as long as Lincoln Riley is there. And Malachi Nelson needs to be all over your list. I know we're talking about guys that are going to graduate high school in 2023, but you got to be that in depth if you're in these Debbie leagues, if you're in these campus to Canton leagues, got to understand what those future picks are going to help you with or not help you with. Now, if this is your teams that we're talking about, just your favorite college teams, I want you to be up on it. I want you to tell all your friends who the next recruit is. It feels good. It's fun. We love this stuff. That's why we're here. So I got you. I'm going to continue to dive deep and and find these prospects that are coming into college, let you know how they're doing. We're going to keep you up to date on them as freshmen as well. And hey, Elite Seekers has your back. Hit me up anytime. If you got somebody you want me to take a look at, doesn't matter if it's offense or defense. We're talking about underclassmen. I got you. If we're talking about recruits, I got you. Okay, Elite Seekers is here. Destination Debbie is here. And we are going to continue to figure it out ahead of people. We're going to find all this information and we're going to tell you who those next elite studs are. So hopefully you got some. We got three major studs we talked about today pumped up on how NIL really, you know, shows us what the new recruiting road is going to look like. And as always, I got you for the quote of the show with so much talk about the NIL. I wanted to talk about personal branding, no matter if you're in college, no matter if you're talking about your personal business or just you. This quote is definitely an important one. All of us need to understand the importance of branding. We are CEOs of our own companies, me incorporated. To be in business today, our most important job is to be head marketer for the brand called you. That comes from Tom Peters in Fast Company. I'm telling you guys, no matter what it is you're doing, social media, in person, hey, everything you put your name to 
make sure it means something. Make sure it's that important to you. Make sure that you're proud of it. It's, it's going to take you a long way. I promise you that. And with the NIL, with these college athletes, I wanted to put that out there because that's what they're doing now. They're owning their brand. They're creating their brand and telling us who they really are. So I'm stoked for them. Hopefully you get a chance to be about your personal brand and really promote yourself in whatever way that comes across. So thank you guys, as always, for rocking with me here at Elite Seekers. This was episode 29, and that's all we got. Elite Seekers out. <laughs>